0: Just like that song we were singing earlier about chains being broken, about God walking people out of their prison doors. I and mean, that's been happening on our college campuses and it's been incredible. You can have a seat, you can have a seat. I Man, My name is Austin Murray and I get the privilege of being the college pastor. And even last service, we just had people sharing testimony after testimony of how they had prayed for years and years and years to see a move of God on Baylor's campus. And it's happening. And Even if you don't believe me, trust me, it's happening. God is doing incredible things. And I would say 90% of the time, pastoring seems like pulling teeth. And right now, it doesn't. Right now, God is is bringing people and people are confessing at their own will. People are getting saved left and right. People are experiencing healing. And it's been incredible night after night after night. It seems like most of the chapels on Baylor campus are full of hungry college students who are not there to see a, a special speaker. They're not here, there to see a special worship leader. They're there to meet God and to meet Jesus. And we're gonna hear some testimonies to this. This past Wednesday night, we gathered at Truett Chapel. And it was really simple. We just said, we're not here to prove anything to each other and to God. We're not here to do anything other than worship God. And we ended up worshiping for an entire hour. It was very humble, just an acoustic guitar and we worshiped for an hour, and then someone came up and and just publicly confessed sin, and then the next person confessed sin, and then there were three more that lined up, and then there were five more that lined up, and before you knew it, an hour and a half went by, and there was a pile of about 100 college students weeping who had confessed their deepest, darkest sins. Amen. People confessing addictions of all kinds, addictions to any type of sexual immorality, addictions to drugs and alcohol, bitterness from abuse that they had had as children. People confessing for the very first time, I think I heard that night, maybe more than 10 times, someone say through tears, I've never actually said this out loud before. People confessing that they almost tried to take their own lives and finding real freedom in God. And this was unprompted. Nobody put that in the program and said, this is what we're gonna do now. It was the spirit of God setting people free. And so you're gonna hear from some of our very own students now, testimonies. And as they share, this is not I just wanna say this very clearly. This is not a church for bystanders. Like we are calling you into what God is doing, not for you to sit and just go, good for them. Whatever is shared in the testimony is for you too. It's for your family, it's for your friends, it's for your coworkers. And would you grab a hold of it as people share about finding freedom in God, would you just pray the prayer, God, me too. I need to find freedom in you. My family needs to find freedom in you. And so I'm gonna invite my, my friend Mateo up to share a testimony.
1: Hey guys, um, I just want to start off by saying I'm not, I'm not anyone special, but I've just been such a witness to the goodness of God this week and how he's moved so powerfully in our campus and among our students and not even just Antioch, literally the whole campus. And I, I've seen such a beautiful Unification of, of the college leaders, college pastors, all coming together, working together to see the will of God made manifest on our campus. And then on the other side of that, there's been something really beautiful happening um, amongst students that's been completely student led, nothing planned, nothing um, prepared by leaders. But there's this little chapel that Austin mentioned called Ellison Chapel where students have been gathering. Just spontaneously just to worship God just to just to be in his presence and i, I went there for the first time last sunday and i just want to paint i just want to paint you a picture of what i saw um, i just walked in it was 30 a.m. and students about 20 30 students just in there so free so so just captivated by the love of God no one was leading no one was uh, talking on a microphone it was just students in love with God and just enjoying his presence, worshiping him, being set free, confessing sin, praying for each other. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever, I've ever seen. And, and as someone who's struggled with anxiety, I can't describe to you the, the, the peace of the presence of God that was found in that place, the freedom to just love him. And I, and I wanna share a story that I think encapsulates that. On, on Yeah, I think it was Sunday night you know, I I got there and and I saw this guy that was kind of standing by himself. Um, It looked like something was going on. I didn't really know. And I just kind of felt led to go pray for him. So I grabbed my friend, Jackson, who's going to also come up and share. And we just went over and prayed for him. And um, he was sitting in his chair alone. Um, He kind of had his head down in his lap like that. And, you know, you can see his face. And I just tapped him on the shoulders like, hey, bro, can we pray for you? He lifts his head and looks at me. And there are just tears streaming down his eyes. There's like literally like snot coming out of his nose like he's crying crying there's like a puddle of tears on the ground and he looks me in the eyes and he says you know I didn't even ask him he looks me in the eyes and says i've gone to church my whole life but i've never known a love like this and and unprompted he just proceeds to share with me and Jackson uh, his testimony a story about how he grew up in the church but uh, fell into sin got into just you no know, drugs like hard drugs uh, alcohol he's intentional drunk driving he, he talked about how he didn't even want to be alive how he was mad at God he was mad at, at what his life had become but last weekend he encountered the grace of God He encountered the person of Jesus. He experienced his love and he surrendered his life and now he is free. Now he's been made alive, the person who did not even want to be alive. He has now been given new life, been set free from the bondage of sin. And he's been showing up. I've seen him everywhere now, just showing up to every worship gathering, just praising God, praying with people. Um, And I just think that is such a beautiful story of what God has been doing. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna pray for us. Jesus, Lord, just thank you for how you've been moving, God. I thank you, Jesus, that we're, we've are we just been able to be witnesses to your goodness and your love, God. And we just ask for more, God. We ask that you would stir even more hunger in our hearts, God. Every person, every heart in this room, Jesus, would you give us just such a passion for you, God, a desire to break out of the normal rhythms of life, a desire to seek your face, Lord. And we just thank you, you as we seek your face, Lord. You're faithful to come and meet us, God. So, Lord, would you remove the distractions, remove the fears and anxieties, Lord, that, and would you just allow us, give us the grace to run after you with everything we are, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Come on up here, Kenna. Kenna has been to Wilmore and Asbury College, Asbury University, where the original kind of outpouring started, and she got to visit there and be a part of that. She's going to share with us as well.
2: Hi guys, I'm just a Baylor student, just a sophomore at Baylor. Um, And yeah, I was blessed recently to be able to go to Asbury where the Lord is just pouring out His Spirit. Um, And actually, I just wanna mention, there's two Antioch men of God gentlemen that actually answered our prayers and paid our way. So that was just a huge blessing, first of all. But yeah, so we got to go and Two of the marking things that happened there that just like blew my mind was first of all, the glory of God at Asbury. Um, not just tangibly, cause that was crazy, but just in witnessing the body of Christ there in complete unity before the Lord. Like this was not just, you know, people coming for uh, an allotted time to worship. This was people, thousands of people rolling in every single day. And I was just there Saturday in the building, but thousands of people, people from Ukraine, from Chile, from Brazil, from Asian countries. I met a girl from Maryland, from Oregon, from all these different states and youth elders. Everyone was there. Nobody came for a worship set. Nobody came for a worship team. Nobody came for a leader. Everyone came for the one common denominator, which was Jesus Christ. The one thing that they came for was Jesus, that was it. And it was amazing because everyone was there in worship for hours. Everyone was there in radical surrender. Everyone was coming down to their knees, praying, surrendering, sharing testimony, sharing words. And it was just absolutely mind blowing how the Holy Spirit was leading everybody to do that. Nothing specific and it was just wonderful. And I'm still recovering from that. And so, yeah, um, don't recover, amen. Yeah, well, um, so (laughs) we were coming back from Austin Airport and we were on our way back here to Waco and we me and my friends stopped by at a Bucky's in Temple and yeah Bucky's I didn't buy anything my friend bought something I didn't buy anything but the Holy Spirit led me to this group of high schoolers and or high schoolers or college people And I just felt led to pray for them to share the gospel and at first they were like standoffish like we just came to get some food like we don't really want to hear this right now and um so then just started sharing with them and asked them have you guys ever experienced God have you guys ever encountered God before and they were like no (laughs) like that's kind of weird and so I was like well do you want to encounter him right now and so they were like uh, okay, you know, really nervous. So got to pray for them. They tangibly, tangibly encountered the Holy Spirit in their bodies. And one of them was even like, what the H, you know? And she was like, she was like, oh, whoops. And so she said that. And so anyways, got to share the gospel. They encountered God, the love of God tangibly, gave their life to Jesus, all three of them. And so praise God, <laughs> praise God for that. But the best part of this is the unity and just God doing what he wants. I didn't make them accept Jesus. The Holy Spirit touched them Himself and made them accept Jesus. And it was just unity and the glory of God being exalted. So. I'll just pray for us so father i just thank you for this body i just thank you for the generations in this room god i thank you for your glory being exalted your name being exalted and i just pray in jesus name that our hearts would go out to you in complete surrender in humility and with desire god make our hearts desperate make our hearts long for you again make our hearts be set on fire for you again god and let us lay things on your altar take them jesus and i ask you to fill us with us with yourself In Jesus' name, be the one thing we desire and seek. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. Amen. Our next guy, this is Jackson. Everybody give it up for Jackson. Jackson is, uh, he was literally in every prayer meeting, it seemed like, this entire week. Like you were there, no matter how late at night it was, Jackson was there. Come on, get it, bro. Come on, you share. God's good,
3: amen. Man, this week, the Lord has really brought to my mind this passage in Mark chapter six, where Jesus sends the disciples out into the sea to row, go, and he's like, oh, I'll meet you on the other side. And they're rowing, it's 3 a.m. The wind's howling It's against them and they see what they think is a ghost walking by and they're freaking out, they're like, this is terrifying. It's 3 a.m., this is not good. And it's Jesus. It says, he meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, "'Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid.' And he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were utterly astounded." And that really has been the story of this week. That in a, in a time and in a generation where people, we feel like we're rowing against the wind and it's, it's late at night and we don't know what's going on, Jesus calms the wind and he gets into the boat with us. I, I heard stories all week of people saying, I, I feel free for the first time. I realize that my identity is not that I'm a sinner anymore, but I'm a saint now. People saying like, oh, I've been freed from this addiction. People who had suicidal thoughts and desires that were freed from that. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And there was nothing, I mean, we, look, I, I love Elliston Chapel. It was nothing about Elliston Chapel itself. It's God wants to meet with his people. He comes to just sit with us. His presence is all around us, even right now. And there were, there were these three main ideas that were really, God was putting on everybody's hearts and over and over people were like, Jackson, like, I, I feel like God's telling me this. I'm like, yeah, five other people just told me that. And it was unity, repentance, and evangelism. And it was the church of Christ, we would all come together and we would worship God and we would, rep- we, we spent like an hour and a half just repenting publicly of our sins. And then God sends us out. We, we wait in the presence with Jesus, but when we get sent out, we don't go out alone. Right? It's, the, it's the great co-mission, right? And when Jesus gets into the boat and he doesn't leave again, he rows across the sea with them. So we, we don't have to go by ourselves. God's presence meets with us and then he sends us out. So let's pray, because it's, it's really fun to talk to Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that your presence is with us each and every moment, that we never have to be alone, but that your light shines in our darkness and the darkness never overcomes it. I pray, Lord God, that we would sit in the recognition, that we would not, we would not go and be distracted anymore, but that we would truly open our eyes to what it is that you're doing, that we would wait on the Lord, that in each and every moment we would know that you are the God who sees, you're the God who hears, and you're the God who is with us, that we will never, ever be alone. Amen.
0: Amen. I mean, goodness gracious. Jimmy, he's gonna take your job. He's gonna take your job and mine. Goodness sakes. Give that man a church. You know, There's scripture that's been uh, encouraging my soul. It's in Acts 16, and it's the story of Paul and Silas imprisoned. It says right before this that they were basically beaten and flogged for their faith. And then they get thrown in prison, and they're there in prison and in their cell, and then their cells next to them full of actually guilty men. And it says that around midnight, they begin to pray and sing hymns to God. In our words, pray and worship, which is at the center of everything that we long for. And as they pray and they worship, it says that the prisoners were listening to them. And then it says that there's an earthquake that starts shaking the prison and the, the doors of the prison begin to fling open. And in the NIV, it says, and all of their chains were broken. Not just Paul and Silas, is because they were the ones praying and worship, but there's a remnant of people standing there just listening and their chains were even broken. Now that's a miracle in and of itself, but there's more to the story. There's a jailer who's responsible of making sure that these prisoners don't get out. And he walks up and sees the doors flung open and he sees the shackles on the ground. And it says that he goes to kill himself and Paul cries out and says, wait, we're all here. Not just me and Silas are here, but we're all here. Every guilty man that was in these cells had an opportunity to walk out of them and they chose to stay. So if you're a robber or you're guilty and your chains break off and your prison doors fling open, you run unless there's something sweeter worth staying for. And so Paul and Silas had set the stage in that prison at midnight to begin to pray and worship God as they sat there shackled to the walls. And that prayer and that worship caused the earth to shake and for people to be set free. And I love this, the jailer then gets saved and then his whole family gets saved and baptized and then it becomes a a testimony to an entire city. That's what we're asking for in revival. That's what we're asking for in the Lord. And what I wanna say to you is that many of you, you've sat behind your prison bars for too long. You've sat in bondage for too long and Jesus longs this morning to actually set you free. He longs to take the thing that you think you'd never thought you'd say and that you'd say it this morning. The thing that you never thought you'd confess and confess it this morning. And so here's what we wanna do is we wanna respond to that. Our worship team's gonna come back and lead us. Our prayer teams are gonna gather on the sides of the room here and a couple in front. And we're gonna open this space up as an altar for you to get up and to begin to confess and walk in freedom. And I know that if you're in the back of the room, you're thinking, no way I'm getting up. I'm just telling you right now, be bold and be courageous and come find your freedom in Jesus. If you need to turn to your neighbor and confess to them, then go for it. If you need to come up here and receive prayer, then go for it. But I know for certain that Jesus and his sweetness and his goodness wants to walk you out in freedom this morning. So I'm gonna pray. If you'd stand with me, we're gonna worship. And when I say amen, our teams are gonna come forward. And if you would just activate and move forward and begin to pray and confess, we believe God's gonna set free. So Lord. We love what you're doing on Baylor campus. We love what you're doing at Asbury, but God, would you do it in this room this morning? God, would you do it in us? Lord, thank you that in our families, you long to bring freedom. You long to bring people who are in bondage right now in this room out of that space. So would you break every shackle? Would you break every addiction? Would you do what only you can do? And we give you this space. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, come on. If you wanna come get on your knees up here in the front, it'll be completely open. Just don't wait for anybody to tell you what to do and just come on.